Go to YMHvirtual.com right now and get tickets to the third YMH Live. Crazy guests and crazier content. Hey guys, uh, we're doing something a little different today. There are people that I've wanted to have long form conversations with, you know, just one-on-one. -on -one, but It doesn't really feel like it's uh, best for the Your Mom's House podcast format. And that's what we're going to be trying to do. So it'll be sometimes, you know, maybe a sports person, a, a business personality, somebody in the arts who you just go, I'd rather just be a conversation than do the, uh, the Your Mom's House, you know, clip kind of show. So I'm really hoping you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm really excited to bring today's guest to you. I had a great time talking to him. He's a 17-year NFL vet and, of course, a Hall of Famer, really interesting guy. Uh, so here's my conversation with Tony Gonzalez. This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mom in the fucking stand! All right, thank you very much for joining us. Says here you used to play football. What was that like? It was a lot of fun. Thanks. No, I'm just, I'm, that would be, have you done interviews like that? Where, um, like, sometimes for, for me, they'll go, the best is when they go, hey, uh, you know, I'm on the road, and they're like, man, you're going to be in, you know, Chicago. There's this, there's this radio station. They really want to have you on. And you're like, well, you know, we're coming in from Detroit. And they're like, they're big fans. And then you're like, okay. And then you show up and they're like, so um, how do you get on Netflix? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's your question? How do you get on Netflix? <laughs> like, have you had somebody be like, the NFL, that must be hard. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I... All right. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. <laughs> for a comedian, yeah, it's gotta suck. Just you come in there and they're like, the "Hey, uh, be funny." It's the worst. Do, do funny. That's when you know. I, see, I have a personality that doesn't work with that. Uh -huh. So, like when when they're like, "You're ready to be funny," I shut down, and uh -huh. then I'll tank it on purpose. Like, really? I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a part of anything you do. So, like, uh -huh. I've I've done radio shows where like. You're like, they go, you arrive, you can like the best ones are when they're engaged. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're actually asking, you know, questions that make sense yeah. and like shows that they're interested in like a good interview. Right. And yeah. then the ones that are the worst, will you'll show up and the guy's like, you know, reading something. Then he's like, Hey, and you're like, okay. And then he's like, uh, are right, we coming back? And what do you mean to ask you? And you're like, whatever you want to know. Uh -huh. What do you mean? What I want you to, they're like, well, I'll set you up and you know, I'll be like, nope. And then you see them panic because they're like, hey, man, are you going to give me something yeah. to say? Because I'm lazy and I, I don't know what to ask you. And I'll be like, no, yeah. just go ahead, man. <laughs> and then the, the, the thing starts and they're like, oh, uh, it says you were born in Cincinnati. And you're like, yeah. And just, they're like, it's like, is that the question that I was, where was I born? <laughs> sure, man, we could do this. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't know it for, for a radio guy to just be like, be funny to yeah. me, it sets me in. Uh, what's the worst, like the question to get from like in sports, like when you're doing interviews, um, what would you roll your eyes at the most? I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just because the question, I think it's different though. I don't know if it's the same it's, as it's being different, a comedian. But there's like, coming in, they're like, you got to be funny. Yeah, they do. Me, they, they definitely just know do about that. like, oh, what do you think about this game? Yeah, yeah. that's usually it. What do you think? What do you think yeah. the chances are for such and such to go yes. all the way this year? And you're like, okay, well, and then, but I don't know. That's that's easy. I don't have to be funny. That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's so many like, as somebody, I've like just you know loved football my whole life, and you see things that are, you know, like 
things that I kind of go, of course now, when you hear the coverage is, is uh, hey, there's a game coming up. <laughs> what are the keys to the game? And they're like, can't turn the ball over. And yeah. Like, that Shit, is, that wow. is insightful, man. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what we do in our business now. Yeah. That's since I made that transition, obviously going to, to now in front of the camera and yeah. people want to know. I, I figured it out. It took me a while to figure it out that people don't, anybody can sit up there and go talk. You could do that. Yeah. You could read the scouting report sure. and go, well, they run cover two and they yeah. blitz 50% of the time. Yeah. And just, it's like, it's, it's no, it's, uh, it's what Terry Bradshaw and Howie and Michael working with those guys now. I've seen that it, it's, it's entertainment. Terry always says that like it's, we're in the entertainment. We're, entertainment. we're yeah. not, we're not just telling, okay, cover two splits. That's it, true. We gotta have a good time. So. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it's like what you end up getting invested in as the viewer is the chemistry. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah I want to hear these guys talk about football, but I do want to see like some laughs and see that they get, I don't want to watch people that don't get along, yeah. right? Like no one wants to see, oh, there's real friction between Terry Bradshaw and Tony. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not going to be fun to watch. And you want, I like a little bit more, like there's levels to the knowledge of the game. And so like as somebody, like, you know, I'm like probably like a lot of fans where I played high school football, peewee in high school football. Uh-huh. And you go, and I've watched football ever since then. I like, I like college football. I like the NFL. I love getting like that little bit of extra knowledge where it's like, it's just more than you know as a regular fan. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, l- learning about shit that you guys, you know, that happens with cadences or, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you guys are pull up a thing and you go, see how in this formation, uh, it's a tell. Like for some reason, this linebacker clearly studied tape uh-huh. because he's, he's look right before the snap, he's dipping back a few yards. Yeah. And you go like, oh, I never would have put that together. But you guys study the film or whatever, watch it. And now as the viewer, you feel like you're almost have knowledge that you shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, it's like extra insight. That's entertaining to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's entertainment. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. That's the way I try to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always tell people, I just want people to pretend like, like the only thing missing is our beer up here. Yeah. When, when we're on, on in front of the camera. Sure. And then given good information, really that comes from, I think like people want to hear stories too. Yes. Like back when I was in the locker room, Julio Jones, you should have, you know, Julio yes. Jones, right? like he jumped to a 12 foot ceiling and touched it with two hands. This All those dude. Yeah, and you're like, the <laughs> freak athletic stories yeah. are, I think everybody that likes sports wants to hear that. Like, Hey man, this guy touched the top of the backboard and, and, and there was like witnesses, you know, like shit like that. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's everybody loves, Statistic, like combine times, you know, like those Dion stories, like he ran them in fucking, I don't know, slippers yeah. or something. Yeah, he gets you know, out like, of the what? limousine. Yeah, and he yeah. Just, they didn't even warm up and yeah. ran it backwards and ran four two. Or that, yeah. uh, that, what's the story about, about him on draft day or something or pre draft and the, the Giants give him the play, like their playbook or something? You know? I didn't hear this one. You didn't hear that one? No. Where it was like, the, he's doing, you know, like the pre draft interviews. I mean, this is obviously 87 or 88, I guess, pre draft interview. And he meets with them and they have some type of binder and they're like, Hey, we want to ask you. And he go, he hands it back. And they're like, what are you doing? He goes, when do y'all, when do y'all pick? And they're like fourth. He's like, oh, I won't be around there. And he just walked out. <laughs> yeah. Like shit like that. I, I mean, you go, the balls for that. That's why, yeah. I love about That's why he's so good on TV or, or anybody who you, you, you're, you just can't give a shit. Yeah. And us as athletes, this is why I think athletes, it's it's hard for most of us to make that transition to television because you being a comedian, by yeah. the way, you get to say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You can cuss, you can talk about politics, you can talk yeah. about race, 
sexual orientation. People still get mad, by the way. Yeah, but you but, don't care. Yeah, that's true. You guys are the freest people in society. I think you're right. <laughs> I think, but I think we're the freest people now. Now that you can control your own space mm -hmm. and and like your own uh, uh, content. But you rewind just before this this current age and comedians would would definitely toe the line more i mean really? like i think so i mean some there's always the ones who didn't ever give a fuck and just huh. like eddie murphy right yeah and like you know roseanne like she was just like saying shit doesn't care yeah. but also i think you know you have to weigh that those people are super successful so they're like ah oh, you know if people get mad it's not going to affect my ability to work uh -huh. but i think the difference is right now you have all these comics have their own platforms their own you know channels and 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 shows and they're not relying on oh will will nbc still consider me for something yeah because if nbc's going to be upset by something then i should pull back like that's starting to erode yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah and when as athletes we uh there's there's only so many jobs out yeah. there for te for television I mean, did you, you want to do it like like when you were playing i was preparing for it I you had were a, i had a uh, a show out in kansas city called that marcus allen had first oh and yeah it was called the locker room show and it was just for local television uh -huh. and so when he left uh, i got there in 97 i played with marcus um and then uh which a boy coming from la playing with marcus Allen was pretty damn that's, cool yeah that's uh, pretty cool um but so when he left i took over the show for three years or whatever so that kind of got me going and but yeah, like that's also like in the plans right you're like this is going to end playing and then that's what i'll i didn't know if i was really going to going to do it but i knew that okay I, if, if it was in there yeah i'm like shit i better get ready then just in case yes yeah. if i do want to do it i want to i don't want to look like an like an idiot you know dude how are you walking around let's start with this so <laughs> like i mean you like all these stories and you you know you see like real sports and they're like, you know, this guy played five seasons and yeah. now he he looks at a board to spell words that a computer will say yeah. for him. Like crazy brain damage. Guys are like, my knees don't, my hips. Yeah. And then like you see someone like you, you played 17 seasons in the NFL. You're like, hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah. how the fuck are you put together? <laughs> I, I, get a, I got lucky. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that genetically too, like some people are just running down the, the field now. Yeah. And you see him like, oh, he tore his ACL. Nobody even touched him. That's true. So that never happened to me i think it's luck but because there were so many times where i'm blocking and the defensive let's say our offensive lineman threw his player on the ground next to me and my coach is like shit don't look at this right here right and i look at it on film and you're like and it's not it's like a half of a half of a second he's yeah. the keys off you didn't lift your foot up you'd be done for the for the year i've had that happen a bunch of times sure so it's luck right there but then also when you're like you look at uh gronkowski yes other tight end great tight end it, his career got shortened because I think his style of play, mm -hmm. it's very like Jeremy Shockey. I don't know if you remember it. Of course. From New York, yeah. Where he catches the ball and he's coming like, hey, I'm yeah, I'm coming to run your ass over yeah. uh, and I'm going to get as many yards as I can. Like to me, there's a, there's a time and place for that. I would do that, but I also you would, would finesse it. So. I'd finesse it. I'd finesse it a lot. And I think that was my basketball background uh -huh. where it was like, hey, you got to use a little finesse here. Get your ass down. Like, uh, like Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to play for a long time where I look at Dak uh, Prescott, where he got hurt, yeah, and his foot was sideways, and that I got kind of rough, dude. It was so sad for him, but then at the same time, I was like, "What do you like? You gotta, yes. gotta get down, bud. I mean, yes. you gotta, you gotta live to fight another day." Like Russell Wilson, I doubt that would happen. And then there's freak accidents; you never know. But of course, you gotta. I don't know. I always felt like, but it's like it is like a, a combination of these things, right? Because like yeah. you know, you like I said, you know, the first there's like the 
average NFL career thing where it's like three seasons. Like, so you not only su- surpass that like by multiples, but to be healthy, I mean, it's, it is pretty, I mean, so you're saying though that part of that is yes, you're, your genetics and your, you know, it's lucky, but it's that you were also playing smart. I was always trying to play smart. So yeah. taking the hit, when the guy comes over the minute and I see I'm about to take a shot, sometimes I would stop my feet and you probably couldn't even tell, but I would stop running mm-hmm. right before he hits me. And then I would jump back as he's hitting me. Oh. And so the crowd would go, Ooh, like it's a big right. hit. And I'm back. Well, like, I'm protecting I, my body. I, I protect my body and I'm fine. Yeah. And the guy can get up and celebrate, but I'm fine because Do you, t- did you tell other players this? Like, you know, as you became like, yeah. also a, like, Hey man, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> like, like <laughs> well, take care of yourself. Well, you, yeah, you tell people, but they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't, care. They yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it's I remember, it, um, this is another, uh, a Miami dude speaking of shock. Yeah. Brendan, uh, Merriweather was that, uh, yeah, it was Merriweather. Uh-huh. He was a, he was a, the um, defensive back. Yes, the he defensive used to back. Come nail people. Yeah, I used to go. That's what I'm saying, out. though. But like, he would crown, crown hit people all the time. Yeah, and like, and then you know, the NFL. There was like a period where it became like you're used to seeing that, and then they were like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, but he would still do that. Yeah, and you're like, you're getting fined. Yeah, you're knocking yourself out and yeah, on yeah. top of other people. But it's like. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't matter how many people probably told him like stop doing that. Stop doing it's it. It's just like So uh, I remember pl- I think I remember playing against him and I before the game even started, I went up to him. Yeah. Because he had hit a couple of his guys' knees and, yeah. and blew out their knees and I said, Hey man, relax. Don't don't go to my knees. Okay. You would actually say that? Oh, to I him? would tell him that. Yeah. Uh, before the game. And then he'd be like, All right, well don't don't try and run me over then. Don't don't make me look stupid. We'll take care of each other. And I said, Yeah. And I said, Well, if I if I have you in if you're in front of me and you see me and I see you, I'm gonna do what it takes. And the same thing, come knock the shit out of me if you right. can. Yeah. But if I'm not looking, don't hit me down low. Yeah. Just hit me up top. I promise you. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying I'll go down, but I mean, just just do that. And, yeah. And he would do that. And How? during the game, I remember he, one time he hit me yeah. and he comes up and he goes, hey, I could have I got you there. I could have yeah. got you there. Yeah. I'm like, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Okay. <laughs> How often, like, how common was that type of conversation? That better wasn't common at all. No, but I mean, not just about specific about hey, him and what he, and the way he's tackling, was like the pre-game, hey, dude, like, let me, let me holler at you for a second about whatever. Yeah, like, th- was that, that a comment? Did you I have did that? that? You I, did do that. I did that, and I think you could do that when you get older, once you establish yourself. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing that in my first, you know, yeah, five, like, six years. Hey, brother, you're a rookie. <laughs> hey, man, let me talk to you real <laughs> hey, quick. Hey, Ronnie Locke, come here. Come <laughs> here real quick, man. About tackling. <laughs> like, what? Um, wait, when you were in, because it is rare, obviously, that you played college basketball too um how like how soon you you said one time like that you i mean obviously you you knew you were a superior football player right yeah yeah. if you were equal at both would you have leaned to basketball oh i would have been basketball for sure for sure for sure yeah i mean basketball it's a lot more fun than football yeah uh and because you know you're inside yeah <laughs> there's no there's no you know there's no zero 20 below yeah in december yeah uh it's not 100 degrees 110 degrees out in atlanta during the summer or kansas city that shit is so brutal man Oh, it's tough that it's is... a football's a tough way to make a living it's it is a tough way um I, it's the most exciting sport i mean yeah I, I i think i can say that the i don't even have to say it. the viewers say that but yeah basketball was just it's a smaller group it's not as um dog eat dog world yeah. like like it's a Football is a man sport. Like it, it's, it is. You will get bitched. It's if so you don't savage, play right. man. Yeah. It's so sad. I and mean, like, I think one of the things that hits you when you love love football and you play it on an amateur level 
is that you get around just around the higher level tiers of it and you're like this is so different like this is like the the levels of the athletes the speed the power that hits you're like this this really is like gladiator shit yeah, these well, guys yeah well, it's just that even at the high school level you have to go into that that other dimension of okay like you said like like not guys we're nobody's dying obviously yeah but it's like you got to go there you can't you can't like not take it all the way you got to be as aggressive as, as a, you possibly as can like the and I, that's what i love about coaches like the, even there's you don't think they have like the lingerie football thing uh-huh. and you think obviously if you're watching that you're like come on man like is there anything else on like you know yeah. i mean like they're they're not really but then you watch this coach who's coaching Right, he's coaching the girls' lingerie stuff. Yeah, and listen to how he like. This is exactly how the coaches I remember, <laughs> right? You gonna let that motherfucker mush you down now like that, and you ain't breaking that bitch's face right now? <laughs> you mean to tell me you gonna allow that motherfucker to do what she done, and you didn't come out here and try to break her fucking neck? And even you can't find her, find her teammate and break her fucking neck for what the fuck she done to you down now? You mean to tell me you ain't got that kind of evil streak in you? I would be, I would, I would literally hike the ball and punch that bitch in the goddamn face. Are you crazy? <laughs> Don't ever let anybody do you like that. I love him. <laughs> like I love. I mean, all right. It's a little. You shouldn't break necks. No. But the no, point is, I can't condone that. Come you can't on, condone man. that, but you can <laughs> condone the. It's the mentality. It's the mentality of like. I remember like watching that clip reminds me of a seventh grade yeah. football coach who's like, "Are you gonna let these guys? Yeah. Just push you guys around like that? That's and the pregame speech, right? Yeah, there. right. And then back in the day, back in the day. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't say break their necks, but they would say if you're not gonna hit somebody in the the face why do you even sign up the place sure, and you go sure. starts putting it in your head when you're young yeah yeah be the hammer uh, not the nail yeah you gotta you know bring it every time bring the pain bring the pain yeah and, yeah, and it's it's fun but you know that 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 that's i think that's going away that right there i think it's i don't know how old that clip not is. in not in women's football it's not <laughs> it might be going out of men's football but it's just it's just firing up the women's league well, <laughs> break their fucking necks <laughs> well uh, they got, yeah, I can't condone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember, dude, I remember when I was, uh, I went to Chris Dolman's football camp when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, you remember Chris Dolman? Yeah. For the Vikings, right? Yeah. And, um, Hall of Famer. And, and, and we would, uh, you know, they bring like with those camps, they bring in all, you know, their friends and players. And there was a one, I forget his name, man. There was a Packer who came in. He was like a running back. He was like, first of all, you know, I don't even like football that much. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, you're in the NFL. He's like, I wish I could play basketball. Yeah. This shit is brutal. And then he started his like thing. But like, he started off by telling us that he wished he was not in the NFL. Football's changed a lot, though. When I came in in 97, it was that league of just... Uh, uh, God, what was the Oklahoma drill? Yeah, yeah. Bull in the ring yep. type stuff. Yeah. They could when you go over the middle. I mean, the game. They wanted to knock you out of the game. Yeah. Um, the concussion. Never. They didn't. That word was never used. It was got your bell rung. Bell and, rung. Oh, you okay? Get back in the game. Yeah. But the NFL has done such a good job of changing that. Now the game is considerably safer, where they've taken the head out of the game and they've done it at the high. Like I have, we we're talking before. I have my son who played varsity, played football last year. Yeah. Uh, he. It's different. They're coaching at that level too, and you see it now. Guys are. 
or go, tackling, you know, between the, the knee and the head. That's where you're supposed to hit. Yeah. And stuff happens once in a while. It's the NFL. It's, it's always going to happen. Of course. And like, I mean, people ask me, they go, because they'll know I like football and they go, would you let your sons play football? And I go, yeah. And they mm. go, really? Even with all this news? I'm like, first of all, like if there's anything that I do, like that I can credibly talk about, it's playing, am like I played peewee and high school football. And my thought on it is that most of your hits in those those years, most are like it's form tackling. You're not playing against Tony Gonzalez every week. Yeah, you're playing against other fucking fat sophomores. <laughs> so like they're not like they're not impressive. Like at, like I remember. I mean, I had Heath Evans on here because we played high school football against each other, and mm -hmm. I go, I remember that hitting you was different. Like even back then, we would even, I can remember being in high school and being like, God, that guy is a truck, yeah. right? And yeah. then of course, you know, we graduate, we watch him go on to Auburn and, the, and you're like, oh yeah, that dude was notably different. But I go, you take that game and then all the, I go, that's the only game where we're yeah. like, this is a problem yeah. hitting <laughs> this guy. Uh -huh. But everybody else, it's like, I go, you know, could, could uh, I have been concussed uh, with him? Yeah, I, I probably was. Yeah. But... But like, if the, you know, that one dude versus all those games, I don't know. I don't feel like I have to run away from the sport because there might be, you know, somebody out there who's a, a fucking, you know, rocket launcher or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not, yeah. it's not, uh, I, I understand the comments of people saying like, you know, if, if you are, like we're talking about D1, if you are going to D1, like you're, you're definitely going to feel that impact every play and you need to be that level athlete too yeah, to be able yeah. to deal with it and and so on and so forth but i'm just not as freaked out about that little league stuff yeah know. yeah well my kid they, they, they played and they want to play go ahead yeah why, why would i deny you something that i that i did yeah know? and uh, they bought this house kids yeah you like this food you like the clothes you're wearing <laughs> yeah yeah dad bought it with football yeah so, take it yeah I tell him every day it's my house Is your <laughs> <It's not yours. laughs> yeah uh who? But you take care of yourself too, though. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I um I do I said you're an anomaly, and I mean it. I mean you have to be like first of all, how many, how many NFL players do you think, current or former, are on flights reading books and taking notes about the book? <laughs> like that's what I saw you doing on a flight, and you're sitting there reading your book and taking your notes for yourself, I assume. Yeah, oh, it's for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, yeah. I mean, I've what are we up to? Maybe three three current or former players that would do oh that, that would do that uh you'd be surprised but yeah it's not a common thing <laughs> for <laughs> sure I don't, I don't know is it that common for anybody though yeah uh that's do, another good point do, yeah do people really want to no that's true books? uh yeah. i don't know i mean you doctors i don't I'm, know i'm curious i'm a curious book to, uh, i always i did this at my hall of fame so books book changed my life i never read when i was a kid no or high school or college when did you start? Barely getting... even required reading. I, I wouldn't yeah. read the book. I'd get the cliff notes. When did you start? Um, I, I, and I've told this story a bunch. Um, I have uh, my second year in the league, I led the league in drop passes in the NFL and got really? bitched twice, got booed by the home crowd. I don't remember that up. at all. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I, I was playing, but I got benched twice. And uh, I, my, my stepbrother, my adopted brother, Donnie, he sent me a book of quotes by Vince Lombardi. Hey, and I always like, I don't know if you know Vince Lombardi, everybody knows Vince Lombardi, you know, like the greatest moment of a man's life is when he lies totally exhausted on the battlefield, glorious and winnings. Yeah. And, uh, the, all those quotes. 
And so um, off of that, I was like, I was pretty charged up. I'm like, well, this is, this is some good stuff. I need this in the middle. Of, you know, the season was almost over. So I went out and bought his book, uh, When Pride Mattered or whatever. It's a thick book. And I, and I read the whole thing uh, in like five, six days because it was just speaking to me. Like it was a page turn and I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't put it down. Uh, and then I'm based off of that. I was like, holy shit, I've been, I've been doing it the wrong way. I thought I was working hard. I thought I was doing it the right way. I was, it wasn't because I was lacking, like I was out partying and doing a bunch of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. I was, I was, I thought I was quote unquote doing it the right way, but there was another level there. And that book taught me that. And so off of that, I was like, well, I want some more of this. And I started reading like, like about Michael Jordan's routine. I started reading about Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz books, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, yeah. started going through all these books. And then I started getting all these and it just spiraled out of there. And books is like, like this is great. It changed my life. Yeah. Just, and so that's why today, um, I'll, I always have a book that I'm reading. Wow. So it not only like opened you, like obviously made you curious and you loved consuming the knowledge, but those books, or at least like in specifically some of these ones helped change how you started to prepare for the game. Changed everything. Really? Well, because you start reading about other people. Um, Say you're a comedian and, and uh, did, I don't know who's the best comedian. Right, like Chappelle or Chappelle right now. So you're like, okay, there's a book on Chappelle on, on his life and like how he, and yes. it's out there, I'm sure. Right. Like, okay, what what does he do? Like, mm. why why Chappelle? Why is he so funny? Like, right. what's what's making him who he is? I'm very curious. He's about like, that. well, I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, <laughs> that and I do uh, <laughs> six hour sets. And you're like, great, I'll pick up both of those six hour sets, dude. He will. He like he like not doing them right now, but in regular times, um, there's multiple. Like, you can check it with the punchline, San Francisco. I'm sure in Dayton. I know Melrose in the store. He would come in commonly do three and four hours, but it's not, it's not what you're, it's not a three and four hours of um, like, just a hand, like, like when you watch a special, Yeah, it's him. That's how he basically writes. Right. So he'll go up there and there, everybody's so enamored with him and yeah. he's such a master of not just being funny, but being interesting in conversation yeah. that he'll go on those long ones, just sit there. What do y'all want to talk about? Just yeah. start talking. Yeah. You, you yeah. And then it could be like 25 minutes of just like, just talking, just, just talking. And there's no, you don't feel like you're at a comedy show, but you feel engaged. Yeah. And then boom, all of a sudden hit like a, maybe 10 minutes of just rock and just, you know, huge laughs. And then, you know, something happens, starts talking about that. And, all of a sudden, you're two and a half, three hours in. Yeah. Like, you know, but he's very, very unique. And I don't know that that, I mean, that type of preparation would even translate for more people. But I get, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm just saying him specifically, very yeah. unique in that, in just the ability to do that. You know, uh-huh. like you told me, Tom, go tonight, just go do four hours. I'd be like, no, I don't want. To. I wonder. I bet you could though. I bet I, I probably yeah. could. If, if here's the thing, if you're in an environment where I think it helps on, in that kind of thing to be in a small, small space. Everybody wants to be there. In other words, they they came to see you. Yeah, they're they're you know they're that interested in you. I can see going long. I could see that going long. I think what what always I was kind of blew my mind was how long. I'm like, you've got to be. I don't want to talk to anybody for fucking six hours. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I don't want to talk yeah. to my wife, my parents, my for like six hours, man. Yeah. No. but like he. There's a couple other people that could do like those really long sets, but I think they have like a real stream of consciousness thing that they tap into. Well, I, I, I believe all into that stuff too. Yeah. Um, that 
it's like the Beatles. I don't know. There's a great book called um, Outliers. Uh-huh. Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, I've read that. You read that book. Remember yeah. the story? I think that's where the, yeah, the, the 10,000 hours comes 10, from. 10,000 hours yeah. types thing. And, and there is, there's, some, there's also talent and you yes. know, genetics. And, that, and that the timing. And the, the timing. Timing has to work out. But like with the Beatles, right? They were, yeah. they were working at that place playing eight hours a day. Yes. Know? And that 10,000 hours thing applies, I believe, 100% to stand up. Like when I think back on my own career, and I, you know, we, some of us talk about this sometimes about like, remember those years where you go like, wow, man, like I was working a day job and all week was about like getting to Saturday to go to a place that didn't even want me uh-huh. to go on. St- and then, and I would do 10 or 12 minutes and the joy of those 10 or 12 minutes would carry me through my next week. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I so was like high off of that, that I would be like, I don't care about how shitty this job is. I can't believe I get to do that again next week. And then, you know, shit, shit gigs and, and bars where like, they don't want to like turn the TV off. You're like, how am I supposed to talk to these people? Your TV's on, you know? And (laughs) we used to always have this thing where we'd go, um, the worst thing, the worst was the Lakers in the playoffs, right? If you Uh if you live in LA and you just, and you do comedy, like as soon as they made the playoffs, you'd be like, fuck, like shows are going to be fucked this month uh-huh. because like people will go to shows less. And if you try to have a show during a game, they would be like, no, your, your show is waiting. Like uh-huh. the game is the priority. Like, you know, so like those May, June shows, you were like, oh God, man, like please either let's just get past this or lose so that we can do shows. Yeah. 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 Well, being a comedian, I, I'm fascinated with comedians. Yeah. Like I watch all the little specials. Like uh-huh. uh, there's that one, I don't know if you've seen it called Dying of Laughter. It's a it's a documentary. It's yeah. amazing. Dying it, of Laughter. Which one is that? Oh, it's amazing. I'm telling you. This is it blew me away the process and you talked about going out on the road. Uh it's all about and they have some really good uh like I think Kevin Hart like it's some some headliners in there talking about it. Um I got to watch that. I oh, you got to see it. You got to see it. It's, you know, it, it you'll You'll dying laughing it. is that it yeah dying laughing i'm sorry dying okay. laughing and they talk about their process and how you have to go out on the road like you talked yeah, about and you're playing in some little hobunk town in the oh, middle yeah. nowhere and and like the guy's like he's like i had to pay him to perform oh yeah <laughs> and people are like on their lunch break listening yeah. not even listening to you we were talking about how we used to um in in these early days we would you'd be booked like someone would be like okay your spots over here at this like restaurant or something and you're like okay and you show up, and then right then you'd go, do the people at this restaurant know there's a show? <laughs> and they're like, uh, no. And you're like, wait a minute. So we are, we're attacking them like with a with a show while they like, you mean they just they just want to have dinner with their yeah. spouse? And we're like, no, 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 no. You're gonna watch stand up. And yeah. they're like, I guess so. And I was like, oh my god, that so sucks. that sucks because they're like. It's not like they're like, ah, I'm not a fan. They're literally like, I'm trying to eat. Yeah, shut up. And like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't come to a comedy show. And you're like, well, <laughs> you, you are now. You're at the show now. That, that's what I'm saying. It's so fascinating about yeah. you guys. Like, I, like, it's the scariest thing I could ever think of. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, the er, like when I think of like the first spots I ever had, they're, they are some of the most terrifying oh. moments. How do you and bombing like bombing? Bom- you, but sucks, and that's dude. what they talk about a lot. And they're dying. It's actually I was crying watching yeah. that documentary because yeah. I'm seeing these comedians. They start crying because they go back to uh, yeah. they take us back to when they bombed, dude. It and is. I'm like, it's, it's the worst. Be the worst feeling. Ever. It would be like it would be like if it was like fourth and goal, 
and you caught the ball on the one, and then instead of crossing to the goal line, you ran to the other end zone <laughs> and then shit your pants. <laughs> and then everybody was like, what happened to that guy? You're like, I bombed. That's what just happened. Yeah. It's the worst feeling. Oh, it's got to be the worst. And it happens a lot though, right? It's not well, it does, at the beginning. At the beginning, it happens definitely more. And, and it, it is like, what it is is like, it's like an internal panic. It's funny. You could be, you could be in, it could be 25 degrees outside. And if you're bombing, you'll start sweating, you know, like uh -huh. it's panic sweats and you just feel like you want to, it's like the feeling of you want the parachute to open. Yeah. You know, you're like, man. And especially if you have time, like they're like, you need to keep going. You like sometimes when you're starting out, you're doing 10 minute sets. So if you're bombing, at least it's over in 10 minutes, you know, yeah. as you're further along, you could start a set eat shit with your first joke and be like, well, I'm going to try to recover. And you don't. Yeah. And you're like, I have to do this for another half an hour. Or like, <laughs> like it's, it's rough, man. What yeah. do you, have you ever been booed off? Yes. You've been booed off. Like, yeah, they were like, please leave. Yeah. Yelling. They the whole like, crowd's like, like ah, boo, you suck. Off, you fuck you. Off. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. Really intense. Intense. In, it, here's the thing though. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. You know what a boot, like that's not the worst. I've been booed. I guess I, I guess I have been booed, but being booed off stage, doesn't feel the worst because it feels unwarranted. Like it's, it's so, you know what I mean? Like if somebody like says uh, like, Hey asshole, you know, the fuck's like calls you out in an, in a room, you might be like, Oh my God, like it's just kind of embarrassing. But if everybody was screaming at the top of their lungs, you're like, Hey, like this, it feels too much. Uh -huh. I, I almost feel like the, the worst bombs are quiet bombs where you're like going for a laugh and uh -huh. then you just hear like nothing <clears throat> like somebody like 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 cleaning their teeth like and you're like okay <laughs> like th that feels worse than like Bleh! like because when when someone's that upset you're like i'm just telling like you're so mad yeah <laughs> that you're yelling for me to leave it just feels like you know but it, it was surreal uh -huh. it was surreal but you guys are like a conductor too because uh, at least what i've seen the comedy shows that i've gone to if like when somebody bombs yeah. and then the next guy up who even I've had comedians they'll, they'll be like hey I gotta get the comedy I gotta get the yeah. laughter back in here yes. because you guys this person just just ate shit oh yeah <laughs> like people don't realize what you wanna follow in comedy is somebody who does really well uh huh yeah like when, when on those sets on those shows where it's a, li a lineup of like 10 plus comics sometimes people will think they're like well that guy sucked so now you'll shine like no you want the guy to do well get the room laughing and feeling good and ride the wave. Yeah. Like the wave's already there. If somebody kills in front of you, you can actually jump on and just keep it going. Yeah. If somebody just eats shit or like says something that just ruins the room, you're doing the work yeah. to bring them back to being a regular show. T tell me this. Uh, how do you deal with the bombing though? How do you, like emotionally? It's, it's actually, it's very, it's a good question. It's very, it is, it is, an experience, man. Like the thing is when you, when you start off, you don't even know how to process it. You do things like psychological things, like tell yourself, you know, it wasn't you, you know, it was them. And then you, you start to, a lot, a lot of times, you know, you record your sets. So you start going back and you go, oh, the phrasing or, or they didn't get it. Like you, you start to rationalize why you did poorly, you know, yeah. like it, like you would, it's like justifying a mistake or a bad decision. You know, you start to like make, make it make sense to you. Yeah. The simple answer is that the only solution to bombing and having a bad set 
is having a good set. Uh-huh. So like I remember nights where like even, I don't know, a year ago or so, I remember d- doing a set in town at a place and and I did a joke that went fucking sideways. Like people were like, you should leave. Like, uh-huh. like they were upset about it and it still sucked. I was like, I'm like 18 years in and I was like, and that sucks. So I just went, drove to another place, uh, did a set yeah. with the same joke yeah, and it killed. Uh-huh. And then you feel like that the, the emotions of it, because if you leave after just that bombing set, you take that with you. You take yeah. that home. It's gotta be hard to sleep. That's, God, you're hard well, to that's sleep. Well, that's what they say comedians are. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're not right in the head. Right? Not right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not right. <laughs> yes. Is that what they say? I yes. mean, like the guys, yes. are, you guys that, are psychopaths. Right? The, the bombing, the bombing <laughs> will, yeah. I've stabbed people. I punched a guy's fucking teeth out. I hit a guy with a brick one time. It was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> this episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you by Whoop. A lot of us are trying to get back at it and work on our fitness and health. There's a lot of challenges for us to make right now and we need a little assistance i get a lot from this thing it's incredible it's just something you put on your wrist that tracks absolutely almost everything you do strain wise recovery wise it has a strain coach and a sleep coach one of my favorite things is just getting that notification that says hey it's getting late in the day you need to get this much sleep you should try to go to bed by this time and i actually follow it and i listen to it and when I don't, I feel worse. And when I do follow what it tells me, I feel so much better. I, I love knowing the sleep I need to get. It also tracks all the strain, all the exercise you do. It's a big reason I can recommend this thing. Whatever you're trying to do health-wise, you need a Whoop. For our listeners today, Whoop is offering 15% off all memberships. Give Whoop a shot. And if it's not for you, they offer a 30-day return policy. No questions asked. Head over to Whoop. W-H-O-O-P dot com. Enter your mom, Y-O-U-R-M-O-M at checkout and save 15% off. Join Whoop today and sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter. This episode is also brought to you by Babbel. If you've wanted to learn another language, this is a great, great tool to do so. Uh, Babbel has a really interesting approach. You can go Um, take their courses and basically with 10 to 15 minute lessons a day, you could be really on your way to mastering another language. You start with words and phrases and then the sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations. I've been actually trying to do it with French uh, because I got a D in high school and I'd like to master that. They've sold over 10 million subscriptions. It's incredible. If you want to learn another language, this is the way to do it. Right now, Babbel is offering our listeners three months free with the purchase of a three-month subscription with promo code MOM. Visit Babbel.com. Use the promo code MOM on your three-month subscription. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Use the promo code MOM. Babbel, language for life. This episode is also brought to you by Quip. You already know about the amazing Quip electric toothbrush. So cool, sleek design, um, and they resend those uh, replaceable heads so you don't have to worry about uh, are you using an old toothbrush. It just arrives, you put it on. Now you can get their sleek, reusable floss pick. Uh, super easy, refill pod has 180, 180 single-use plastic flossers. You restring with a click, super easy to use on the go, and of course so many people neglect flossing when it's so important. Um, as is brushing, of course. 
You pair it with your electric toothbrush. Quip has the simple guiding features you need. Time sonic vibrations. You can personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors, plus anti-cavity toothpaste for every taste in mint or watermelon. Right now, if you go to getquip.com slash mom, right now you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash mom. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash mom. Quip. Better oral health made simple. Wait, I want to ask you, I want to ask you about something. So wait, you, for a long time, didn't you have Dick Vermeil as a head coach? Yeah, yeah, for five years. How much did he cry? A lot. Like, a, a lot. lot. Yeah, all I the used time. to see, like, the you know, those NFL films coverage things, and, the, and it was like, like, it was just like a great win. He was like, you guys, fuck. Yeah, well, that was him. Like, he knew it was coming. And it was never, never, hard, hardly tears, though. It oh, really? Would get cho- it was choked more choked up. up. Choked up. He would okay. choke up. He'd be in the front. Especially if you ever talk about Trent Green. Remember mm-hmm. Trent Green? And he was in. Yes. Uh, he was our quarterback. Um, and he had hurt his knee. And so that's when Kurt Warner came in. And Kurt Warner, just the rest is history. Yes. But that was Trent Green starting before the Rams, before they won that Super Bowl. That's right. And so Trent goes down and he comes over to us. And, and that's what, anytime Dick would talk about Trent, you knew it was coming, but yeah. it was never tears. It was just like, Choked you know, and, and Trent Greek. He's a good boy. He's a good guy. He's and a good would man. guys like, like I, they would take it well? You'd or? get it at the beginning. You're like, oh, like your eyes were getting yeah, wider. Yeah, like, right. well, this guy cares. But I think like most coaches, yeah. uh, you, you, I think great coaches are the ones that are nice and steady. Like Bill Belichick is the, the greatest. Consistent. Just consistent. Yeah. Never too high, never too low. Because you get those emotional coaches when you, it's great when you're winning. Yeah. But when you start losing, that's when you start to lose the team. Because if you've only got two wins on the season and you're, you're two and 10 or two and eight, yeah. you're, you're, you're tired of the shit. You're yeah. like, hey, I, I can't have any more. It's not working. It's not like working. You're doing all this rah rah stuff. It's not working. Uh, and you look at someone like Pete Carroll from the Seattle Seahawks. I, I love him. I would love to play for a guy like that. Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Energy, positive. He seems positive. like a very positive guy. But a couple of years ago, they went through that little losing yep. phase. Yep. Like I, It was starting, like there was little rumblings that he's going to get fired yep. and all this stuff. And and, and I, the guys were getting tired of it. It's because, you know, when you're losing, nobody, nobody just, I just want to go to work. Do you as a player ever have the thing, when you're when you're a fan at home, right? And, and this is nothing new to you, but you know that like, you know, fans watch games and they're like, why the fuck? Are they passing the ball in third and whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, why aren't they running the ball in third and two? Yeah. When you're on a team and you're a player, do you guys ever have those same, like, <laughs> right? Like, you're like, why are we Every game. Here? Every game. Every game. In the huddle. I, I, I'm complaining. Really? I, yeah, well, if it's third and if it's third and four. Yeah. Third and four and third and five. Yeah. That's where I'm like, hey, you come, 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 come to the big dog. Come call <laughs> I can yeah. get this. Yeah. Uh, and then we run the ball or something like yeah. that, or they call a play that I know that's coming, to, that's not going to come to me. I'm like, what the hell? And you run off the slide. Like, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah, because I'm, I'm the, I'm your all pro. Like, I, yeah. like I, I've showed you, I've caught this a thousand times. Like, yeah, why literally. Call, why wouldn't you call my <laughs> yeah. number? Yeah, I don't understand it. But you know, that's that's coaching, that's playing, and that's 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 normal. When do you know? Like, is there a is there a a moment or is it a transition where you realize you're not just like in the NFL and a and a good player, but you're actually, you, you're like, oh, I'm going to probably be in the hall. Like, is there, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, it's so hall of famers. Like you guys are, 
you're the outliers of the outliers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so it's so remarkable to be in that group. It's a pretty special group. It's yeah. such a special group. I yeah. mean, and I think a lot of fans, like if you really follow the, you know, the games and you, you realize that like, man, these are the standouts of the stand like the 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 fraction of the percentage of people that make it to the NFL and then these are like the very, very best. Yeah. Is it like through your career, you're like, oh, well, I guess this is that this is building to that. I never. Well, you start to hear it from people. People start saying it. I remember um, Kellen Winslow, who's a tight end in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, played oh, for the Chargers. Senior, senior, yeah. Yeah. senior. <laughs> Junior's got a little <laughs> extracurricular stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, not not right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, I was doing something um, at a golf chair, and I had gone to a couple Pro Bowls by then. And he comes up and he's like my guy, you know, yeah. like, you know, I look up to sure. the tight end and, uh, and he comes up to me and he goes, he said something, he goes, Hey, hall of famers over there. And he was talking to me mm -hmm. and it was the first time someone ever said that to me. And, I'm, and it's coming from Kellen. Yeah. Like, or at least that's the first time I ever heard it. And this is, are you like 10 years in or, or? I'm about five, about seven years, seven years in oh, wow. to, to the NFL. So I'd gone about, you know, about five pro bowls at this point. Okay. And so I was on my way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you still don't think hall of fame. Like that's a whole, that's a, it's really, there's only 200. And when I got in, there was only 226. So now there's, I mean, 231 yeah, players. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, like 60 that's executives right, and coaches like broadcasters. And like and yeah. 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 But players, that's it. That's you know, really small, man. One years. That's like, really small. Yeah. So it's, you don't think at least I didn't, at least that was people were like, how does it feel? Did you always think you'd be a hall of fame? I'm like shit, shit. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a like, crazy thing to say. Was it hard to, because I, I, I keep going, the, one of the things that I appreciate the most, not just in athletics, I mean, in all careers, but yeah, especially in athletics is longevity, right? And, you know, we talked about that you played smart, you're taking care of yourself. Is it hard to motivate yourself for season 15? You um, know? Yeah, it is. It, it does. I mean, yeah. you go through a little lulls. It was, it was harder in the middle of my career. Yeah. Where... You know, I was showing up and it was the same because football, it is, it's a bunch of just, it's routine. Yeah. It's just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. There's no real, besides the games, yeah. the week, there's no creativity. Uh, there's nothing you haven't seen before. So that got kind of old for me. I'd have to look for ways to, and I'd write like little letters to myself, yeah. uh, little ways to keep motivating myself. Like they say Jordan would do that. He'd make shit up in his head yeah. to get himself motivated. And that's what I would do. I'd be like, hey, they're doubting you before I'd write it. Really? They're doubting you. They think you're old. They think you're overrated. They're saying such and that's better than and you. You would write that note. Yeah, I'd write it to myself. And then I'd read that before the game. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's not <Really>? true. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. But towards the end of my career, you started to save. I started to save it because the window was over. Like after you get to year 12, you're like, shit, I only got one year left. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd play that. So I would be like, okay, I'm going to put everything I have into it. Enjoy it. I really enjoyed myself. When I got to Kansas, uh, to Atlanta, mm -hmm. uh, my last five years, after, I was Kansas City 12 years and then went to Atlanta for five years. And I was only going to play two years in Atlanta, but I kept coming back. Because uh, you're enjoying your teammates. You're I was enjoying my teammates and they were paying me pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> so that helps. That always helps. When I got to the league, yeah. uh, it's, it, there was a difference. In, it wasn't like these half a billion dollar contracts. Dude. It wasn't like that at all. I remember my, my rookie deal. I signed a six-year deal for seven million dollars, and yeah. I got a three million dollars signing bonus, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. I'm not out of touch. Yeah. But comparatively speaking, yeah, that's not shit compared to what you're getting now. I yeah. remember back then the guys on my team were like, "Damn, Tom, yeah. you got seven rich boy!" Like, yeah. like, whoa. Uh, what was the first thing you bought? 
that was like you know of that wasn't cheap you know what i mean like did you buy something stupid? a house what about a house about a house for two hundred seventy thousand dollars in kc in kansas city Wow. For, to finish the pool, was it, was, like, was it nine and a half bedrooms? <laughs> 5,000 yeah. square feet. Out wow. In the, out in the suburbs of, of Kansas City. Wow. That's Shoot. wild. You know, I also look back now, like with some age on me, I go, I have way more compassion for young guys uh, not knowing how to handle their money. Oh, like, yeah. you know, when I was... When I was the age of the player, I was like, these fucking, why are you spending all your money? But then as you get older, you're like, oh yeah. Like who the fuck's ready for like whatever, yeah. 3 million or $25 million at 22? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't know how to handle that then. No, who does? I mean, musicians don't. Those no. actors don't. Those no. kid actors giving Justin Bieber, you know, that much money. It's, yeah. Why do you, you expect them not to go a little crazy? Of course. <laughs> and everybody tells you how great you are and you got millions of dollars to get whatever you want. And why, and then like, you, you know, most people probably are like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm, this is always going to happen. This, you know what I mean? These checks are going to, I'm 22. These it's are going to come in all the time. And then, you yeah. know, you Make have it. A, and then you then you start you start uh, if you if you're a fan of the nightlife yes uh, which uh, I was I was a good fan of the nightlife I, yeah I enjoyed you had enjoyed, your good times yeah I enjoyed going out I was, I was single for ten years oh you had a NFL. real good time yeah I, I enjoyed myself what was the best city to go to for having a good time Miami and Miami and Vegas okay so uh, nothing's changed nothing okay changing. good I like Miami and Vegas a I lot. mean you can't really I still do yeah I mean yeah. you can't have a good time in Miami you know. Yeah, you got a problem. Especially, dude. oh yeah, the yeah. The, the Latino in you. Oh right? yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, parties like I've been to Miami where they're like, "Cool, we'll meet up at midnight," and you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna meet up at midnight. Yeah, I, a buddy of mine has a Halloween party out there every year, and uh, I never gone to it because of football. But it, but on the invite, um, it says uh, from from nine o'clock till uh, ten a.m. Yeah, nine to ten a.m. The next day. That's a party. It's a dude. party. That's a party. I'm like, are you? Serious? And if it has that little uh, little Lashawn McCoy touch, where he's like, uh, no males allowed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not looking for men to come. <laughs> he has like his circle of friends. Is like it's just gonna be us and ladies. Oh man, I'm like that's a good party. I'm getting older now. I can't. Uh, I can't do it like I used to. If well, I can get to 3 a.m. to 2 3 a.m. Yeah, up, that's a real real good. Knit. That's rare for me. Yeah, I, I'm. I've changed completely. I mean, before we had kids we were yeah. just talking about like how i would go to bed regularly like on a tuesday night at 2 30 in the morning yeah. and wake up at 10 to 11 and be like what am i gonna do today yeah and now we are up at 6 30 to yeah. 7 yeah. every morning <laughs> and by noon i've done 10 things like yeah. you know what i mean i've had a workout and i did meetings and email it's just a complete change and i feel like my alcohol tolerance is I mean, I'm like a child. Yeah. Like I have a couple drinks and I feel it for three days. Uh, I don't. That's I don't drink that much anymore. Yeah. Just a little bit, little Modelo here and there, and and what? Tequila. Your joints, legs, everything's fine. You're good. Yeah. I I am very uh, cognizant of. Uh, I'm really into health and yeah. biohacking and uh, like so, so I intermittent fast. You do. Um, yeah, and I you know the magnesium supplementation. You take it okay. Uh, MCT oil, uh, I do sauna, uh, cold showers. Oh wow, you're really meditate, into it. all that stuff. Wow, uh, to get your, get your, you know, mind, body, spirit and then going. Do you prepare? I, I imagine without knowing that you would have a real preparation for, like, 
leading up to Sundays going on the air. Yeah. Right? Like you take care of like a whole routine. Got a routine. What time I'm going to go to bed. What time yeah. I'm going to wake up. Uh, How yeah. early are you there on a Sunday? I imagine it's early. 5 a.m. Uh, wow. On, on, uh, well, that's the wake up time. That's I get the wake up, oh, okay. That's the wake up time. I get around 4.45, 5 a.m. Wow. And we're, at, we're on set at 5.45. No whatever. shit. Yeah. Getting ready. So This is something I wanted to ask you. So I imagine that a lot of people that when you're playing and that, you know, it's game week, we're playing the Chiefs, we're playing the Falcons, and then they go, fuck, like, I got I to gotta take care of Gonzalez this week. This is going to suck, right? But who did you ever say, like, oh, this is going to be some work this week? I don't, I don't know if I ever had that attitude where I was like, no. Oh, or, well, you know, just like, I got to bring, I really. Oh, I want to bring, usually it's, um, honestly, I didn't really care about the other play. I, get, I, I should answer this question. So, like, Rodney Harrison. Okay. He's a thumper yeah. back in the day. He yeah. probably wouldn't even play that much now because the way his style of play, yeah. he, he couldn't do that nowadays. Of uh, that physicality, really take your head off. Oh right, uh, come over and over the middle. You're like, I'm gonna oh, lay you out. I gotta, I gotta okay. be careful. Um, I think it was Cam Chancellor, the the strong safety. No shit. He's six and, and I got right? we 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 had some battles and yeah. and I I got him a, a couple a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah, and yeah. He got me a couple times. But he was 6'3", 230 pounds playing strong safety. Like yeah, the safety position oof. really grew over the last... I mean, like all positions. But well, I've met two where I'm like, you play safety, dude? Like, they're so tall, so yeah. long. And and he was laying people out. Oh, like putting putting them out. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was just right when the rules were changing. So you could yes. still play. That style of play, it, it doesn't... That big knock-your-head-off guy over the secondary, it's just... It's not there anymore. And what about like you can't you can't do it? It's against the rules. Because obviously you get to, you know you're running routes, but you're blocking on uh, like was yeah. is there horrible memories of blocking anyone? Well, yeah, I mean it's a mismatch for us. Yeah, um, it's probably the biggest mismatch in football. Yeah. It is. It's the biggest mismatch in football. We have it both ways. It's tight ends. Right. Uh, going blocking a defensive end. We're two hundred and fifty pounds on yeah. average or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and though and I was a little bit less than that. And those guys are around 290 pounds. Right. And so it's not fair. They're, yeah. you know, they're benching 500 pounds. We bench 350 or whatever. It's, right. it's just, they're just bi bigger physically. These so, are like rhinos. Man. So that sucked blocking yeah. those guys. Yeah. Um, and you have to be crafty because I can't outpower you. Yeah. Like Khalil Mack. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he's a kind of a, I guess, hybrid outside yeah. rusher linebacker type. I like would rather block Khalil Mack though, because he's a little bit smaller yeah. than the big traditional Reggie White defensive end. That, 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 yeah. Or Michael Strahan. When he played yeah. defensive end, I'd get ready for him. I'm like, damn, his big old ass, like, he's 290 pounds. Like, yeah. It's just, I'd rather go against the guy who's 260, like Khalil Mack. Sure. Because at least I can, I'm quick. I'm really quick, so I can yeah. just get in front of him. Yeah, sure. you'll outpower him, but I just got to hold on for three seconds. Three to seconds. Get the, get the back then, by. Sure. You know? So that was, those, that was always the, but then on the opposite, I have the biggest mismatch, mismatch in the passing game. Right. Because at least for back then, now these linebackers are really getting bigger, faster, stronger. But, I'm going against a linebacker that I know I'm faster than. Sure. And I'm going against a strong safety or a corner who's way smaller than me. So I'm going to, I outweigh you by 30 pounds. So they're either going to throw it up or you're going to. Yeah, yeah, just throw it up. Even if you yeah. guard me. I was guarded so many times, I'd just jump over you and catch it. So. Yeah. And you have the basketball hops too. Right. Like you're not, yeah, that sucks, man. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like what, like, I mean, I watched, I used to watch those like Reggie White highlights of the hump move, you oh. know, and like, like no tape, no gloves. Just like, oh, I just woke up and washed my hands. Here we go. And just throwing people. Throwing. I, the thing about these highlights, like the clips now that I, I always remind myself of, is that when you see somebody just like getting bodied, 
or burnt, you know? It's like, yeah, but the guy that's getting his ass kicked in that play is a badass. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we're watching the, uh, every, the that play. I, I watched it so many times where uh, DK Metcalf, caught Buddha Baker and I was like yeah but you know Buddha runs like a fucking 4340 or something right like yeah. that dude's lightning fast yeah. this shit is unbelievable to me man yeah like and he's starting at least 10 10 yards back you know from him that's a track right there and that I guy mean, got in front of him and, yeah, and he had and he to had restart to, he had to restart I mean that was incredible when I saw that I was on my couch I was jumping up and down yeah you know like all athletes out there Got it. Like this, this made us jump out of our seat. Oh uh, yeah. This yeah. is just like Patrick Mahomes throwing her behind the back shoulder. Yes. Like that was equivalent to that. It's something that'll be on his highlight when he's. Done oh playing. yeah. I mean, I remember seeing that dude's. I kind of like peeked into the combine last year. I wasn't like following it intensely, but they were like, I remember seeing a time, and they're like, you know, this dude weighs like two thirty five, and I was yeah. like, what? Because yeah. he ran a really crazy forty. Yeah. Um. But but to me, I felt like what would be embarrassing was what was that Khalil Mack thing because I identified with the offensive lineman, uh -huh. the one on this play where um, it, like after the play, there's Mack and then the guys and then he just throws him. <laughs> I was like, I'm 78, I'm 78, and I'm like going back. I'm like, did everybody see that? Like asking myself. Is that going to be on Sports Center? Uh, no, poor and guy. Then, that guy's then, a rookie too. That, yeah, he's a rookie, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, I'm still pushing." And he's like, "Oh, I'll just, uh -uh. I'll just judo judo swing you." Oh my god, he's three like three thirty, and you're getting like, <laughs> like you're like he has no memories of that ever happening, besides that play. Oh, I love it. And that's when you <laughs> oh like god. the average guy who sees the football and they're like, "Oh, I could have done yeah. that or whatever." It's like, what if you only knew? Yeah, how big and explosive someone like Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. Is, oh my God, it's, man. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, These I do this podcast with, with Burt Kreischer and, um, we were, we were having like challenges. Like we challenge each other to, to things, right? We play tennis. We're gonna play one-on-one. -on -one. He goes, do you think we could like, um, block double team Aaron Donald? Like as a thing. And I was like, that happens in the NFL <laughs> and he wins. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, so should we do it? I go, I'll tell you what, I would love to watch you do it. And then I'll ride in the back of the hospital, uh, the ambulance with you. Yeah. Like, no, we can't do that, dude. We'll die. They had a uh, Joe pro Bert, pros versus Joe. Yes. Were, uh, yeah, I yeah. think Stray, Strayhand hosted it. Yeah, yeah. That was, I saw, I remember watching, uh, um, what was his name? Slash, Cordell Stewart. Uh-huh. I remember that specifically, that the regular dude was like a regular, like just goofy guy who was like, okay, Cordell, let's see what you got. And like the other pros on that episode, like there was a baseball player and a basketball player and they were like, dude, you have no idea. And Cordell Stewart laid down, like it was a goal line. It was like an Oklahoma drill. Uh -huh. It was like, it put his shoulder down and just trucked this. Trucked I mean, yeah. oh, brutal. I Kevin Green was on there too. And I think I, yeah. think I remember him just lighting somebody up. Yeah. Those guys all had to sign waivers. Of like course, if you die. Yeah, it's on you. And by the way, you might like, <laughs> like, dude. There's, I mean, nothing better than what. I mean, I don't want to see like it happen to some guy who didn't ask for it, but some guy who's like, you know what, Tony Gonzalez, you ain't shit, and I'm yeah. gonna show you right now. Like, okay, let's yeah. do it. Let's line up and see how it goes. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah the separation of uh, athleticism is quite different. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love. Uh, so I played pickup basketball a lot. That, yeah. I did that all throughout my career. That was my off-season training. Really? Every I'd play in the pro leagues. I, I played 
I played for uh, the Miami Heat. We played for their Damn. summer league team. Tried out Pat uh, Pat Riley. Yeah, was my uh, coach. Yeah, and 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 Spolstra, Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so so, but I'm not a pro. Like right. I'm, I'm good. I'm right on that tier. Yeah. Like I maybe could have went pro, but I, I would have never like been a starter. Right. But I maybe could have made a roster or whatever. And I'd go play pickup basketball with all these guys that think they're really good. Right. Like talking, in in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And re- really good. Like they're good. But they you know they played probably high school basketball yeah. or whatever. And and I'm just dominating them. And these yeah. guys like really think they have a shot. Yes. To go play pro like pro. Like, oh, I can. Yeah. Because you crossed up your friend. You know your, your buddy. Yeah. Works at the, you know, the department store. Yeah. Like it's not the, it's, it's not, not the same, same thing. Like you, people don't understand the levels yeah. of competition as you move up to the professional ranks. Oh my it's, God. It's night and day. Literally I've, it's night and day. I've told this story before, but like, I remember being in high school, you know, being a two way starter and like having division one fantasies, right? Like the natural thing, like I want to play, like watch the games, I want to play. And I go with a friend of mine who was recruit, highly recruited and played at D1 level, I went with him to a Miami game. It was just back in the OB Orange Bowl, and we're standing on the sidelines, and we're just standing there, and they're playing Syracuse, and those guys came out of the tunnel, and I'm looking at like my position players, and I'm eye level with their numbers. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm seeing here, and I was like, I'm definitely not going to play Division One. No, no. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, these guys would kill me. It's just genetics. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's... but it was like it was a. Like that's all I needed. And I was like, all right, that's clear. <laughs> like these guys are monsters, man. Yeah. Yeah. All dudes were like your height or bigger. And they were like 315. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, this is not. This Athletic is not too. So, Athletic. Yeah. Quick yeah. dudes. Yeah. Dude. It was, it was a whole other thing. It was a whole <laughs> other thing. Um, did you talk shit? Were you a trash talker at all? No, no, no. no. Um, I, I find when I did that, that would take me out of my game. Interesting. But I enjoyed it when somebody else would talk to me. You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would fuel you or what? Oh, yeah. Like, it gave me... Like, that's all I needed. Like, I, like I'd want you to... What kind, of, what kind of trash would get talked to you? Well, especially, like, you ain't shit. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the normal, you ain't shit. That, that's probably yeah. the big... You're, you're, a, you're, you're a bitch. You ain't making ain't the shit. Pro Bowl today, Tony! <laughs> like, like, like that. Yeah. And, and uh, I was just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And my, my biggest comeback was always... Um, especially when... Because when you go to the pro bowl you're playing against the best of the best yeah and uh it's so like someone like cam Chan, me and him aren't going to talk shit to each other it's, right it's normally it's not going to happen because we yeah. have that mutual respect for each other yeah it's always the shit talking always comes from the guy that doesn't like i don't even know who you are right and yeah. i would tell him that on the field yes that i love <laughs> that's the way i would talk shit that's one of my favorite ones yeah it's like yeah i, I don't there's even that know great clip of uh what is his name eric what was the running back for the texans he uh, a few years back. Arian Foster. Arian Foster, where it's like there's a clip that rotate that was like kind of viral, where someone was like, "Yeah, yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about." He was like, "He goes, turn around, what's your name again? Turn around, let me see. I don't even know who you are, man." Yeah, like, yeah, it was all about like, I don't, you know my name, I don't know your name. Yeah. So I love that shit. <laughs> I always said that I would pay if the NFL was like, "Hey, there's a package where you can pay a thousand dollars, and this season you can have the field mic." pumped into the broadcast i'd be like how's 2000 sound because that's what i want to hear yeah i would love to hear that i it bums me out when they when it's all bleeped and you i'm like oh no i want to hear the real shit talking oh you would love it yeah i want i want the locker room like this turkish uh uh was it soccer coach have you seen like i when you get when you leave that there's less rules you know like this is the kind of stuff i want to see 
on an NFL broadcast. All right, halftime. Let's go. What's going on, coach? <laughs> what the? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be real. That's real. There's no way that's real. That's real. That's a, Tur- that's a Turkish soccer coach who was like, you guys are fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. Uh, it's awesome, right? I wish. I, <laughs> you ever seen Year of the Bull? No. You never seen that documentary? No. Dude, you got to watch Year of the Bull. Year of the Bull follows Miami Northwestern High School's football team for a season. And it's, it, this is in the early 2000s. Miami Northwestern has produced, I mean, think about this. This is when the movie came out, which is at least 10 years ago. Uh, something like 20 NFL players. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for one high school and then like countless, you know, D1 players. And it's like, it's in Liberty City, which is a rough part of Miami. And the coaches are the most aggressive. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that shit right there times 10 slapping people i've never dude. seen anything like that oh that's amazing dude the opening what the scene fuck? what's wrong with that guy the, op- <laughs> <laughs> the opening scene to year of the bull is it's halftime and i think at the state championship game and they're in the locker room and this dude it, they have helmets on but is he has a glove on and he's just like smash like smashing dudes heads in and he just says why is the defense not working that's it like 50 times <laughs> why defense not work why like to every dude's head everyone's like fuck man like they're, they're in high. not like hey let's let's switch to fucking man coverage oh just man. why is this not working i mean it's wild dude oh oh yeah. man are you seeing coach snoop coach yes. snoopy's like i like when they kicked the guy off the plane i don't know if i saw that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they kicked him out because he was they, because he was talking to the kids he wrong, was right? talking shit and they kicked him out he's like he's passionate man you know he's passionate about it. like dude you got kicked off the flight <laughs> Yeah, it was a little half dead. I think that was his name. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, talking. Oh, that you would think that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's intense. I'm out of touch. It's I'm out intense. of touch. All right, now we're gonna play. Rate those tits. We're gonna show you like ten. I'm just, I'm just. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Where's kidding. my manager? She's gonna like, freak out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you gotta run though, right? You said you gotta run. So. Yeah, we said how much time do I got? Yeah, I gotta go. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you very much for this. Um, uh, it's it's fun. You're a fun. It's a fun to talk to you, man. I wish I could, I could talk to you for a long time. Congratulations on all your success. Amazing, obviously, playing career and broadcasting. Excited to see what you do next. So thanks, thank, thanks for coming by, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. So that was it. Uh, I had a really good time talking to Tony. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this. You know, leave a a comment. Um, tell me if you maybe people you want to see more of a one on one conversation with. Um, hope we can do it a lot more and, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Good rising. Hi, babe. On this great Saturday. Hi, babe. Great, great, great Saturday. I've been looking at your pictures so long, babe. Pictures so long, babe. And they mag, and they, and they mag, and they, and they magnify my eyes, babe. Turn it, turn it, turn it. I turn into a telescope when I see your pain. When I see your pain. When I see your pain. Turn into a telescope when I see your pain. You feel so good to me, babe. That when I meet you, you thought of me. I want you to melt me like hot chocolate candy do. And I will hot bro, but we cool. You melt me every day. You feel so good to me, babe. Hi, babe.
Thank you for watching that episode of Your Mom's House. I really appreciate it. If you want to see more, you can click on any of these videos in this general area. And also, if you haven't subscribed, please do. It helps feed our cats. Don't have any cats.